Blog Talk Radio. Roots music for the 21st century. Reality music. Wisdom and power of the Rastaman from the island of Jamaica to Hawaii internationally to the world. Reality, oh, oh. reality, na na. Reality, oh yeah. Reality, na 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 na. Reality, oh yeah. Reality, na na. Reality. Oh yeah, reality, na 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 na. If you look all around you, what do you see? It's your brothers and sisters fighting to be free. The freedom ain't nowhere to be found. Freedom ain't nowhere on this ground. Oh, this is a reality. Oh, love is a reality. Na na, reality. Oh, love, reality. La 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 la. Because ever since the beginning of time, man been searching for freedom. Yeah, but freedom ain't nowhere. Greetings and welcome to the Truth to Power show. My name is Beverly D. And tonight it's an honor to have Brother Robert X out of Chicago with us. And uh, it's really an honor uh, to have him with us, considering what he has been through over the last few weeks. Uh, Brother Robert X had a heart attack, and uh, it's a blessing that uh, he's still here with us. And I would like to tell the family, if you can, please send him a donation to help him with his health issues, his medication. Just send him a donation. And his email is mbcrayr9599 at yahoo.com. Again, his email is mbcrayr9599 at yahoo.com, and it's important that uh, we make sure that the people that is dedicated, and he is a very dedicated person, He, even though he went through his ordeal, still going through it, he still is dedicated enough to make sure that we are getting the knowledge. So at least we can help him just like he has been helping us. So please, family, send him a donation. Uh, Brother Robert X, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hotel, Sister Bear and family. Hotel, Hotel. 
How are you, you doing? Know, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I have to say I don't know at this point because I have to take some drastic steps in getting off of that medication uh, that I think was causing me all kind of problems in terms of memory and my strength and and, and that kind of thing. I, I I had no idea that this stuff would do to me what it did to me. So as opposed to weaning myself off of this stuff, I had mm-hmm. to take some drastic steps and just remove that stuff, most of it anyway. Okay. Uh, from taking it. And uh, luckily my queen, she substituted it with other natural things. And um, I'm not the same, but, you know, I'm better than I was, that's for sure. So, you know, I, I have... I have absolutely, absolutely uh, no regret outside of the smoking. Uh, and I have no complaint about anything. Uh, and trust me, um, I have cause to complain about some things that are happening in my life personally with me and my family. But, you know, I always say that, you know, you piss poor black person that ain't got issues in America, right? You know, if you black in America, you got issues. But we learn, right. you know, over the years to suck them up and, and and go ahead on, go take care of your business. That's how we do it. So, you know, even uh, with this this thing, death stalk me. Uh, I'm constantly looking over my shoulder for that bastard, so that if mm-hmm. he gets too close, I'm gonna beat him back. So right. That's that's how that go. We don't. We don't see them. Uh, uh, we know that we're in a battle here for our survival, so uh, it's always been like that. Ain't nothing changed. So I, I have no complaints, Sister Bell. And, and I must say to my family on the East Coast uh, who wants to come and visit me, I have not forgotten you. And to my brother on the West Coast who I corresponded with this past week, I certainly haven't forgotten you. I didn't know the day was a holiday, so you should get your packages in the mail this weekend. And for my family on the on the East Coast, uh, you you are family among families. I must say that. And if I can, I'd like to dedicate this program to you, along with my extended family, uh, who is also recuperating at this particular point in time. And that would be a good brother, mentor. Baba Dale Blair. Okay. So I don't know if the Dale. family knew that Dale Dale Blair is recuperating as well. So. No, we didn't. Dale Blair. Yes, yes. Uh, he's been okay. recuperating uh, around the same time as hmm. myself, maybe a little bit hmm. before me. Okay. But I understand now. I've been trying to contact him. I know I, I know how that is trying to contact his brother at times. You just can't get a hold of him because mm-hmm. he too. And I want the family to understand. Uh I'm backed up on my emails. I'm backed up on everything because my memory wasn't the same and therefore no. my protocol wasn't the same. So I'm kind of backed up on everything, but as I catch up, sometimes you may have to send me an extra email or something. Because I will forget, and it'll be laying back there, and I got hundreds of emails that I haven't even looked at. <laughs> so sometimes it's to your advantage to just send me another shout. You know, send me a shout. I, I sent you an email. Blah 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 blah. Uh, 
because I'm just now getting around and back into form as you, I hope you were here tonight in some of the presentation that we're going to give you. Okay. Well, you sound strong. That's good. Yeah. I'm I'm not, you know, again, you know, I have no, no regrets. I understand that I'm not my, my normal self. I know that because I'm listening to my body. You know, your body has a way of talking to you. I don't know yes. if I mentioned it the last time, but I've been telling everybody, and those of you who got DVDs uh, late last year, uh, earlier this year, you would hear me talking on there about being ill. So, you know, what happened to me was unexpected at the time that it happened. But I had been telling my family here that my body is telling me that there's something wrong. I'm not well. And that mm-hmm. if something happens to me, you know, I don't want anybody to shed no tears. You know, go play some hip-hop, you know, chill out, and uh, reminisce over the work that we did. Uh, that's all I ask. I don't, you know, I'm not one of those persons who, who have to have a, the mic in my hand to rock, you know. I don't need the microphone, you know. Well, I want somebody thing, else to do microphone check. Yeah, the only thing that I just just ask the family is to send you your flowers now, not after you make your transition, and they can do that through sending you some financial support. Well, I, I really appreciate this, Mr. Bevan. By the way, uh, I do plan on being around for at least another 20 years. Uh, I, I, figure the minister can, I figure if the minister can come back with, uh, 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 what was it called, justice or else? Right. Uh, uh, after the first uh, Million Man March, and, and I must speak to that, Sister Bear and family, uh, okay. not from a standpoint of being critical of the minister because he's an elder. And uh, at this point, whether I agree with the philosophy uh, or whatever, has it's immaterial. Uh, he's an elder. And for me, unlike many of the people who are close to me, they don't like him at all. And they don't hide it, okay? But uh, I'm a little different in that uh, I'm going to give him his props, as I promised a brother a few years back, that I would not be critical of him as long as there were some things that were adhered to. And, again, I I plan on keeping that promise. But I I will make or give an analysis uh, in terms of uh, justice or else. The 20-year anniversary of the first Million Man March. Family deserves this. And I think that the brothers and sisters in the nation deserve this as well. So here's how I see it. Okay. In the 90s, the early 90s, here we go again with this brother who had his own relationship with the nation that didn't quite pan out the way some the way it was described to him. And I'm going back to one of my mentors, Steve Coakley. One of the things that Steve wired us up to back in the 90s was the 1010 and how 1010 kept showing up on a lot of the advertisements having to do with time, clock no matter what the advertisement was, if it was a clock, somehow in the advertisement 
it always showed 10-10. And, of course, Steve Copley was not into metaphysics. He was into pure physical. Only later <laughs> on did he kind of dabble into metaphysics a little bit, okay? But he was purely into the physical. But he didn't understand that what he was dealing with at that time was a coming metaphysical reality that we find ourselves in today, okay? And that he was being nudged on the path of the 1010 because the 1010, which is what the 20-year anniversary of the Million Man March was built upon, uh, the 1010 was a spiritual acclamation in the 1990s. And that's why Steve kept seeing it everywhere. What do I mean by that? That was the ushering in of the age of the beast, 1010. 1010 was the unveiling of a computer-oriented system that we now find ourselves on the edge of being enslaved under. Okay? 1010 is the system of ones and zeros that basically gives us computer language. However, it's also connected to its later brethren that we now call artificial intelligence. That's the 1010 grown up. Okay? In that one of the things we have to be cognizant of is the matrix and that the matrix came out during that time as well and that the matrix basically talked about the rise of the machine through 1010 okay now Robert X man what is you know come on man that's you know that's purely a coincidence. I'm saying it's not a coincidence. It had major spiritual reference, major spiritual connotations, and we did not see it then because many of us were not supposed to see it. But Steve Coakley and that wisdom that that brother had, I mean, he could massacre the human, the human language or the English language, but there was a... Um, um, a steady understanding of what was going on around us that he was sharing with us at that time. And it's kind of like he, he would always talk about that hidden hand, the unseen hand. And then here come A. Ralph Epperson in the early 90s writing the book, The Unseen Hand, where Steve was showing us about all the advertising and, and the newspapers all over the place, this hand that never had a body attached to it that was always an advertisement, you would always see this white hand reaching out for something. And so Steve would let us know that be aware that that hand is reaching out for you, okay? Not to necessarily assist you, but in a detrimental manner. So now we see the matrix was basically about being born into a computer-controlled 
system by way of the machines, artificial intelligence. Little did we know that that era of 1010 would basically grow up to give us another era that we now see clearly, and it's not just me, but there are many, many more of us because the times are dictating that and based on the cosmos. We are now in the 1111. We've left the 1010 metaphysical spiritual paradigm, and now we're in the 1111. And many of us are vibing on, feeling, seeing, experiencing this 1111 everywhere, all day, every day. Robin X. Um, let's see. Did we lose him? Okay. Um, his phone dropped, so I'm looking for him to call back in. And I also want to say that uh, Eddie Harris will be joining us tomorrow with Robert X. And he look at events through the numerology also. Okay, Robert X is back with us. Yeah. Uh, okay, we can hear you now. Somebody must be understanding what I'm saying. So, you know, that's that's always a feather in my cap when they cut us off. Okay, um, that's okay. You, we got you back. Yeah, I don't know exactly where we stopped. Um. um you told us we are in the 11th 11th. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that implies a great deal in terms of spiritual growth because what we are doing battle with is, in fact, the rise of the machines in 11 where the age of Ultron, artificial intelligence, is, in fact, grown to be a monster. It is a monster, and this is why... You cannot put old wine in new bottles. You cannot put old wine in new bottles. The age of the, the marching is done. Mm-hmm. 2030, if it, if it showed nothing else, 2030 showed us, it gave, gives us a glimpse of just what's coming down the road, and it's not people-friendly. It is not people-friendly. The age of Negro politicians is done. So to have them speaking in 2015 as they were given platforms in 1995 is basically out of order. It's out of order. What are they getting platforms for? Based on what? Their allegiance to America? America is anti-black. Haven't we heard? You think it's not? Surviving. Because the United Nations, which is one of the most dangerous institutions on the planet, is getting busted on a daily basis doing unimaginable things. I don't care if it's NATO and their subversive program to recolonize Africa or if it's UNESCO. And this attempt to sterilize as many people of color on the planet, no matter how many times it gets busted in the process, 
Uh, that's what UNESCO does, along with many other United Nations organizations. It is not people-friendly, family. And so to hear and see the people from the National Action Network being still given platforms is totally out of order. Because if African people haven't figured out that Barack Obama is not a friend to African people, I don't know what it's going to take. If you ain't figured that out yet, God help you. God help you. He is no friend to the African community. Case in point, with the recent shooting, the university, the college campus, this guy came out and was talking about uh, days of remembrance and lowering the flag that half mast and, and all this kind of thing. And a week later, he goes to that same location, and the people in Oregon tell him to take his ass back where he came from. They don't need him there because they understand that he has an agenda that involves disarming the people in this country because, as we said, 30 years ago, they have to disarm this population in order to, to uh, usher in their final phase of world government that the Pope came here to basically unveil this fake, flesh-eating, blood-drinking in our midst that they shut down Philadelphia to usher this beast in. As you can see, family, I may have had a heart attack, but it hasn't prevented me from attacking hard. Because That's these people, sure. these people, if they are in fact people, they deserve to be attacked hard. Now, we've laid out that night circle thing with this gangster, this so-called Pope Francis, who presided over the disappearance of thousands of people when he was down in Latin America. Disregard the fact that he's a Jesuit, the military wing of the church. Disregard that. Just put that to the side and look at his resume. You got two popes, and as I understand it, you subject to have three. Now, listen, family. Ever since this man has been in office, don't take my word for it. Google it. Ever since this man has came uh, ascended to the throne, uh, this man has warned people that his tenure is going to be a short one. Just Google, Pope warns my tenure will be a short one. And he's been saying this since he's been there. Okay. There's nothing religious about this character, all right? There's a lot of cultic about him, but there's nothing religious about this, this gangster. When he came here, Jesus didn't come out of his mouth at all. He came here with a purely political agenda, okay? A purely political agenda. And one of the first places he went was Philip. Delphia, Phila, Delphia. Oh, there go that Robert X, man. He's talking that crazy <laughs> stuff. He's talking that crazy stuff. Well, no. Robert X is not talking no crazy stuff. Robert X understands that this guy spoke at a cathedral, okay? 
the Cathedral of Peter and Paul. Now, the last time I checked, uh, when Peter and Paul was mentioned in any discussion as I was coming up, it had to do with a candy bar, like a Almond Joy or something, you know. Uh, but Peter and Paul, uh, that cathedral that is symbol or symbolic of the resurrection of Mary, <laughs> okay? Now, we know there was no resurrection of Mary, was it? No. Or was it? Well, hmm. if you if you go to the uh the uh the Post Gazette the Post Gazette the Pittsburgh Post Gazette you'll see this in the very first paragraph of an article dated uh 926 the faithful converge on Philadelphia for conclusion of Pope Francis's visit to the U.S. Okay, and he supposedly went to this particular cathedral to give mass. And I just found it quite interesting, based on some of the things that I saw in this article. One of the things that points out is that they say here in the first paragraph that uh, lay people in the audience were wearing black and gold pilgrim T-shirts. Now, we know black and gold are the colors for the Pittsburgh Pirates, right? Yeah. Okay. As well as as well as the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Right? And we know that the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates have a logo because their owner, the original owner, was a longtime member of Skull and Bones. And so that's what the logo of the Pittsburgh Pirates represents, skull and bone, okay? And who did more stealing than those gangsters that established the state of Pennsylvania? Who did more stealing, okay? Because that's what pirates did. They stole, all right? Now, I thought it was also interesting, and they went on to point out, that you had a, a, a procession of uniformed security officers that lined the streets, and you had uh, police on motorcycles uh, as their sirens blared during the motorcade that went down Ben Franklin Parkway. And I thought that was interesting because I know the family now understands that Ben Franklin himself was a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Old Ben, Uncle Ben, okay, big time pedophile. So I think the Pope was basically on the kind of avenue going down the road that he'd been on for a long time because he too is a pedophile and never said a word about all of the pedophiles in the church, in this country, and around this world. Not a single mumbling word. Now, it was interesting that on Bisexual Day at the White House, given by Obama, right, where Obama mm-hmm. invited LGBT dignitaries at the White House to meet with the Pope. Mm-hmm. I thought that was quite interesting, okay, in that Madonna gave a concert that was symbolic of the return of Lucifer. 
okay? But I go back to this last day in Pennsylvania because uh, one part of his itinerary uh, prior to the mass was music being sung by Aretha Franklin. Hmm. And I said, you know, sometimes these black people don't have no change. They don't have no change. As long as you can put a microphone in front of their faces, they there. Okay? And I thought that was interesting because I don't have to tell you, sister, uh, Aretha Franklin grew up in Detroit, did she not? Yes. Uh, there was all kind of stuff going on about her and her daddy. Right? Yes. And that her daddy may have fathered one of her children along with other children in his congregation as a so-called preacher. Hmm. Now, I ain't in Detroit, but I know the history. Because we got to know the history, family. Because we've been running around here paying homage to people that really don't deserve it. They really don't. I don't care how good he his choir was. I care about how good his character was. You know? So it's just it's unbelievable. And I'm not saying that Aretha Franklin uh didn't uh, did anything that other entertainers wouldn't do. On the contrary, many of them will do that today just for fame and fortune. They'll do anything. They'll do anything. And then when the young people, that behavior, then we criticize the young people for doing anything to be noticed. No. If the adults are out of order, then quite naturally the children are out of order. And at some point we got to have some order. You cannot give a march 20 years later after the Million Man March entitled Justice or Else and, and have Ben Chavis sitting up there talking about we've come a long way because, look, we got a Negro president. Come on, family. This is not a game. Don't play games with our people. You know electoral politicians obsolete Ben Chavis, and if you don't know that, you need to sit down and do what the minister said, pass the baton to younger people. But stop perpetrating the fraud on our people. America's your enemy, always has been, always will be. And what America stood for 400 years ago, America stands for today. The only thing that's changed is the, the mode of operation. It now seeks to enslave the world using technology, to enslave the world, which is why it came here to establish itself in the first place. And which is why that Pope came here and told you that in 15 years, that number six again, in 15 years, by the year 2030, we want to have certain things measurable and in place. One of the things that we want to have in place is for sure a global education system. Okay? We want to have the rights of the child 
superseding the rights of the family to raise the child. We want to have what we've been talking about, Sister Bell, since the 1980s when I first peeped it from stuff that I was reading from the 19, late 1960s, early 1970s, when this whole climate thing, based on eugenics, was first put on the table. That's how long I've been tracking this stuff. So when other people called it Agenda 21, based on the computer era in 1010, uh, I never changed what it originally was called. And it was called sustainable development. And you hear me on some of the programs that you and I have done for quite a long time here now, always talking about sustainable development. You very rarely hear me talking or saying Agenda 21. And so now, for 2030, the Pope comes here and reinstitutes sustainable development. And what does that mean, family, in a phrase? What that means is too few resources, too many people, the people got to go as we conglomerate control of the resources. That's why you see all of the major resources on the planet being conglomerized through the banking systems. Okay? That's why you see austerity. Austerity is a byproduct of sustainable development. Because what happens is you're forced to sell your country's assets. The major corporations come in and buy them up. And now you're basically at their mercy, even attempting to go to a park or drink some water, because now all that's been privatized. Public-private partnerships, all these things are part and parcel of sustainable development that now is called Agenda 21. One world religion, which is what this pope has been screaming since he's been in office, Okay. One world religion is another part of that. So what I'm trying to show you is 1010 is obsolete. We're in 1111, and it requires a spiritual understanding like we didn't have in 1995. We didn't have it because if we had, we would not have been told to come back and join the NAACP and the Urban League because they were obsolete then and they're obsolete now. We'd have, we would have not been told to come back and register to vote because it was obsolete then and it's obsolete now. I love the minister, but there's nothing so frightening as a reliance on things that really have no substance or consequence to anything. It's obsolete. And someone is asking, uh, what about the economic boycott that Farrakhan is talking about? Do you think that's going to work? whatever you want. I've already told the family that any attempt 
okay, to uh, do sovereign economic development, they will collapse the system. They will collapse you personally because the beast has gained absolute control of this system. This Zionist Jew has gained absolute control of the system. Okay? I don't care. Everything that we're talking about, sustainable development, that's him. The United Nations, that's him. So that's him. To take over your school system, that's him. LGBT, it's him. It's done. They're already going to collapse the system. This is what we said on your program the last time I was on. They are going to collapse the system purposely to usher in cap and trade. When you got people like Al Gore and Barack Obama and others already invest carbon credits with the climate exchange, one of uh, whose major branches was headquartered right here in Chicago. I think we dealt with that on one of your programs a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But they're going to issue in this new financial system of carbon credits. Carbon credits. That's part of the cash of society. That's why we, we you see the stock market like it's a yo-yo. Up and down, up and then it's going to be like that until they crash it. I said at the end of this year. It's done. Now, if this system ain't done, and you can, we, we already boycotting. <laughs> I mean, we boycotting everything. Because we don't have the money, any meaningful change economically in this system. You ain't heard? We catching hell out here. That's why the death numbers are precipitously going up for us all over the country. Because the level of economic degradation is unlike anything I've seen in my lifetime. And I come through them 60s when we didn't have access to a lot of things. But I've not seen the level of desperation, and I'm not immune to it. It's hitting me, too. That's why I know. But if you're sitting up in ivory towers, it's hard for you to understand when you ain't feeling none of this pain. If my people feel it, I want to feel it. I'm no different from them. Them politicians sitting up there, out shopping, he ain't missed no meal, even though he looks like it. Oh, he definitely do. Uh. Danny Davis, one of the most vile politicians, planet vile, and I'm not saying that because I dislike him. I'm saying that because he'll do anything that them Jews tell him to, anything, vile. You can Google this family. Google John McCain and uh, political contingent at ISIS convention in France. That was just last year, where one of the people there, uh, pledging support for ISIS was none other than Danny Snuff Dippin' Davis from the west side of Chicago, which has long been a battleground uh, uh, for, for African youth in terms of 
a murder environment, patted on the back for, who testified right here in Chicago on the west side as a character witness for this mafia boy named Mario Letary. Mario Letary, who owned a butcher shop and used to uh, ran the largest heroin operation on the west side that everybody on the west side knew, but somehow Snuff, Dip, and Danny didn't know anything about it and testified even after he got busted, uh, testified on his behalf, testified as a character witness for this dope dealer, this monster, because he gave money to his campaign. You see, family, this is the kind of stuff. This is how we're being played games with. Now, does the minister know that and put him up on the stage? I don't know, but he has a research staff. It ain't hitting here in Chicago. Those of us that's been out here, and he was out here at that time, uh, I know it. We talked about it on the radio, okay? Uh, and he, his words to me when I confronted him about it was, I don't give a damn about black people. Those were his words, okay? To getting elected because the area that he's in on the west side is being overtaken by these same Jewish people. So as long as he looks out for their interests, he keeps getting elected because no black people are really voting anywhere in this town. And by the way, family, to show you that Robert X is on point with this stuff, we have a Jewish mayor and a Jewish governor. After the other things that I laid out for you on the last program took place with Blagojevich and that whole thing, the former governor. We now have a Jewish mayor and a Jewish governor. How does that happen? It's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. But if you think that's unbelievable, watch this, family. Watch this. Now, that last article, the faithful uh, converged on Philadelphia for conclusion of Pope Francis' visit to the U.S., that was just the beginning of what we saw. We really saw him squaring the circle. We saw him squaring the circle, family. Let me see if I can pull this article back up. Yes, I said he squared the circle. And I said, nobody's going to believe me unless... I show them what the deal is. This Pope spoke at this in this area uh, called Logan Circle. Logan Circle, okay. Uh, uh, that I understand that they're talking about now. They're talking about renovating that area, but you can go to citypaper.net, citypaper.net, and. Here's what it says under the article, Squaring the Circle. It says, once called Northwest Square, Logan Circle was a site of public executions and burial plots until the early 19th century when it was renamed after the Irish-born statesman James Logan. Okay. Now, what do they mean, squaring the circle? We know that's a Masonic term. It is. Could it be the city of Philadelphia, understanding its Masonic lineage, 
like uh, Connecticut, where Obama supposedly his birth certificate came from, where Sandy Hook originated, where the uh, the author of the Hunger Games uh, lives in Sandy Hook. Uh, is it possible that Connecticut, the city of the nine squares, has a direct relationship to squaring the circle in Philadelphia and Madison Square Garden, where the Pope also spoke in New York? Mm. Madison Square Garden? A square garden? Mm. Hmm. Is it possible that all of these places could be related to Vatican Square? Wow. Or are we just blowing smoke? Like we blew smoke in terms of what the hell does Philadelphia mean? What does it mean? And so I went back, family, around uh, this time in 2014. You can go to Beverly's archives around November, October 2014, and you hear us talking about the Rosetta and the Philae Lander. The Rosetta Pro and the Philae Lander. Okay? Now, what does that mean? Because this Pope uh, basically began his sojourn here on September 23rd. That just happens to have been Tomno Equinox, the birthday of ISIS. And before the celebration is over, Vladimir Putin is kicking ISIS asses. Listen to what I'm saying, family. Before the the five-day celebration is over from the 23rd to the 28th, Putin is kicking ISIS asses. Because as we told you, ISIS was given birth to by Barack Obama on Friday the 13th in 2014, and that it was a made-up construct. And now we find out, family, that ISIS, are you ready for this? ISIS is really black water. Yeah. Yeah. The people running, this is why they wear the, the mask. The people running ISIS is Blackwater. And I said, oh, man, this is just absolutely, let me go back to Philadelphia. And so I went and looked up this, this article, Rosetta's Philly Lander touches down on Comet for November the 12th, 2014. And it says, the Rosetta probe, having to do with the Rosetta Stone, the Rosetta Stone is basically that which was used to decipher, uh, to some degree, the metal netter or the hieroglyphics, okay? So they named this probe that they landed on this comet. The comet is called 67P. Six and seven is 13. I'm going to leave that to my brother tomorrow to deal with that comet 67T. Eddie will deal with that tomorrow, okay? So I'm looking at that, and I 
said, wow, we dealt with this last year, and we pointed out when this happened that it was the birthday, all right, in the cosmos of the Trinity. It was the reacquainting of the Trinity in the cosmos. Philae Lambda, Philae being Isis. It's another name, the original name for Isis. <laughs> and we're going to come there in a minute. Okay? And that uh, the camera on board the lander was called Osiris. And I said, whoa. Wasn't enough. There's a follow-up mission that's due to take place within months called Osiris Rex. Osiris Rex, right? And that it's going to land on another comet called Bennu. Bennu. (laughs) Which is another name for Haru. Because it deals with rebirth or the uh, 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 phoenix rising from the ashes, okay? But that all of that mimics the creation of ISIS, Osiris, with Obama being Horus or Horusan the first American pharaoh that manifested itself in triple crown victory because it was a big brown horse this year, won the triple crown with 666 being his letter. He won all three races, that's 666. So I'm looking at all of this, family. I'm looking at every bit of it, okay? And this is why you hear me saying the things that I'm saying about 1010 being obsolete before it even got started on 1010. And that we are now in the age of Ultron, which is what we've been dealing with, with CERN and this relationship to the Adiabata uh, computer, which is uh, basically an Adiabata quantum computer, okay, which is going to give rise to the age of Ultron Artificial intelligence becoming the dominant thing on the planet. And I'm saying, wow, this is truly unbelievable. You might recall, Sister Bear family, that when that uh, sea-laid lander landed on that comet, it was supposed to land in a, a particular area. It was called Agilkia. It was called Agilkia Island. You can go on uh, uh, Wikipedia or any other dictionary source and put in A-G-I-L-K-I-A Island, and it points out that it's an island in the reservoir of the Aswan Dam along the Nile River in southern Egypt. This is a comet that they naming after your birthplace where your birthright exists. They say it's the present site of the relocated ancient Egyptian temple complex of Philae, 
which was constructed in honor of Isis or Aset. They go on to say, but it was it was flooded by the old dam's construction in 1902. The Philae complex was dismantled and relocated to Agilkia Island as part of a wider UNESCO, that's United Nations, project. UNESCO is a very dangerous arm in the United Nations. And they point out that it's related to the 1960s construction of the Ashwahai Dam that flooded many sites uh, along its large reservoir of streams. They say Agilkia was the name chosen for the planned landing site on a comet by the Rosetta spacecraft mission Philae Lander. Now, you could say, oh, well, that's just a coincidence that it just happens to be named Philae in honor of Isis and its relationship to ancient uh, Egypt. <clears throat> I'm telling you, there's no such thing as coincidences. These things are all being done by design, and that's why they gave these things the names that they did. In this particular article, from Wikipedia entitled Philae Spacecraft, it says Philae is monitored, again, Philae, uh, parenthesis, spacecraft, Wikipedia. It says Philae is monitored and operated by DLR's Lander Control Center in Cologne, Germany. They say the lander is named after the Philae obelisk, which bears a, bi a bilingual inscription and was used along with the Rosetta Stone to decipher Egyptian hieroglyphs. They said on September 15, 2014, the European Space Agency announced Site J as the lander's destination. Site J was renamed Agilkia in honor of the Agilkia Island, okay? And again, uh, they're talking about your history, all right? Yeah. Even though I must point out that some of this history was a byproduct of white domination after a certain point in time, okay? And, uh, uh, well, I won't dwell on it because I want to drop this on you, family. And I know, Sister Bev, you recall us talking about in one of our last sessions, because I'm, I'm all over the place, but all this is relevant to show you mm -hmm. how I'm, I'm moving away from certain things and it's bringing me right back to the same stuff having to do with CERN and all of this stuff. Because here's what it says in that same article. You recall the uh, country of Jordan and that there was another uh, 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 particle accelerator that they're putting in Jordan, okay? Jordan is basically being rewarded for his allegiance to that Zionist Jewish thing, okay? Jordan is one of the major places where ISIS is being trained, okay? The CIA or, or uh, Blackwater is training ISIS in Jordan. That's been established openly, okay? So they get rewarded with uh, this particular uh, a particle accelerator called Sesame. And remember, we said, well, why do you... Why would they name that that name Sesame? Well, right. this is the same. This the same article, family. Philae spacecraft 
Here's what it's saying. You can get that on Wikipedia. Here's what it says on the second page. Under instrument results, they said data from determined that Philly's first touchdown site held a large amount of water ice under a layer of, of granular material. Hmm. And I said, whoa, open sesame. Mm-hmm. How is it that sesame is connected to CERN and now sesame is connected to this lander? And then we look at what sesame stands for and here in the same article because one of the early, one of the uh, other names, this is one of the instruments that's used on the lander, along with Ptolemy, which inside an ancient Kemet, was basically put there by the Ptolemy, the white people, the Ptolemy Empire, okay? Even they worshipped the black woman. And I agree with the minister on that. This is why you can never call your sister no maggot. You can disagree with her, but you cannot call her a maggot because she's the first god on the planet. Now, you may not understand that because your understanding is limited, but mine is certainly not. And here's what it says about sesame. They say it's the surface electric-sounding thick monitoring experiment. That's what sesame stands for on this lander. They say we use three instruments to measure properties of the comet's outer layer. That's what sesame stands for. But, of course, we know that sesame also is knee-deep in CERN, okay, and that we're going back to CERN, family, uh, my health willing, in two weeks with some of the most mind-blowing stuff. You hear me talking about the age of Ultron? We've already uh, opened that up, uh, unwrapped it to some of our people. Here's some of the family here. Well, we're going to unwrap it for you, along with some other mind-blowing stuff. You might recall as well that we mentioned to you about, uh, and we gave you the article. We told you to go and read some of these articles dealing with um, um, digital DNA, digitizing DNA. We mentioned that on one of your last programs, Sister Bell. Well, you wait till we put CERN into this mix. With the digitalization of DNA. Okay, that's coming on one of the next shows. I'm, I just felt that this was extremely important uh, in terms of the, this 2030 thing uh, to have a, a clear understanding of what these people are talking about and that they haven't moved off that esoteric path. Okay, but I, I went on and, and continued to look, and here's what I found in this article entitled Philae Lander, like Philae Obelisk is a window to the past. Now, this we're still talking about the Pope in Philadelphia. I'm telling you why he went there. It has nothing to do with this being such a great city. It has everything to do with the implications, the occultic implications of Philadelphia and squaring the circle, which is why he's always on the square. All right? Here's what it says in this article. I'm, again, I'm going to repeat the name. Philae Lander, like Philae Obelisk, is a window to the past. And I don't—I didn't write this. I didn't write where this came from. But if you just Google that that uh, that title, it'll come up. Here's what they say here: They say the Philae Lander and the Philae Obelisk illuminate two separate and shared paths of discovery. 
The Philae Lander, launched from the mothership Rosetta, landed on Comet, unlocking some of the secrets of ancient Comet. The Philae Obelisk, like the Rosetta Stone, helped unlock the ancient secrets of Egyptian hieroglyphs 200 years ago. Both are now connected by technology as the sensors aboard the Philae Lander are now helping archaeologists unlock the obelisk, obelisk's message to reveal secrets about ancient Egypt. The story begins 2,100 years ago when a group of priests in Egypt petitioned their king, Ptolemy VIII, for a tax cut. The priests created a permanent document of their success in the form of a seven feet tall, which is 23 meter, or 23 feet, you can call it 2030. Let me read that again. The priest created a permanent document of their success in the form of a seven meter tall, or 23 feet, granite obelisk. The priest had their accomplishments inscribed unto the obelisk in Greek with prayers written in Egyptian hieroglyphs, and that's because many of the, again, the Ptolemy Empire was, the, these were the Greeks. This is the ascension of the Greek control of, of ancient Kemet, where it now ceases to be called ancient Kemet and is now referred to as Egypt, okay? But that ain't its real name. Anyway, they go on here to say, by the fall However, by the fall of their eventual Roman, eventual Roman conquerors 600 years later, the knowledge of hieroglyphs perished, and the obelisk Egyptian inscription remained unreadable for centuries. In the 19th century, Egyptologists discovered trilingual inscription on the Rosetta Stone and the bilingual inscription on the Philae obelisk to decode hieroglyphs. Now, new computer-based imaging technologies called polynomial texture mapping and multispectral imaging are allowing researchers to revisit the Philae obelisk and reveal parts of the inscriptions eroded with time. Okay? So the technology now is going to allow for them through uh, this imaging, say, a particular color paint, that still has an outline like a fractal, like a light fractal, where you remove a piece, but under particular certain kinds of light, you can still see the outline. That's what they're talking about here. This is what the technology allows for them to do to make out symbols that are no longer there on the obelisk and in the other areas, okay? So, again, the technology... It's going to allow for them to do things synthetically that they heretofore haven't been able to do. And we should be on our guard because as they begin to understand and realize that black people got powers that are, that are untapped, latent, okay, inside of us, they're going to step up their game plan. You think they're not? They're going to step it up. And if you don't think you got this power, Trust me, if you don't have this power, why do you think they naming all this stuff after you? This technological stuff in the 21st century, they naming it after your history. Here's the mission for Osiris Rex. It's the Osiris Rex seeks answers to where did we come from, Prometheus? What is our destiny, Prometheus? I'm saying Prometheus. That's my implication. Uh, 
we are going to Bennu, a carbonaceous asteroid that records the earliest history of our solar system, Bennu. Who another word, another name for Bennu is Haru. Rebirth, Osiris, and Horus are the same. Okay? Osiris and Haru are the same. It's the resurrection. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, let me go on here. We are going to, blah, 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 blah. They say, we are going to Bennu, a carbonaceous asteroid that records the earliest history of our solar system. Bennu is one of the most potentially hazardous asteroids, just like you, young black men, okay, are potentially hazardous. It has a high probability of impacting the Earth in the 22nd century, as we outlined when we dealt with this last year. And then I went back and got one of my old articles, just blew me away, family, because it dealt with what Osiris-Rex really meant. And Osiris-Rex means origin, the origin, spectral interpretation, resource identification, security, regolith explorer, Osiris-Rex. It's a planned NASA asteroid study and, and sample return mission. It's the, it's the third selected in the New Frontiers program, you know, uh, uh, our mission, Space, the New Frontier, Star Trek. Uh, yeah. It's the, it's the third selected in the New Frontiers program after Juno and New Horizons. The launch is planned in turn a sample of asteroid Bennu. Bennu. They say Bennu was selected because of the availability of the pristine carbonaceous material whose key element in organic molecules necessary for life as well as a representative of matter from before the formation of Earth, from before the formation of Earth. They say organic molecules such as amino acids previously found in meteorite and comic samples indicate that some ingredients necessary for life can be naturally synthesized in outer space. They say the OSIRIS acronym was chosen in reference to the ancient Egyptian mythological god Osiris, the underworld lord of the dead, depicted as a green-skinned man with a pharaoh's beard, partially mummy-wrapped at the leg, and wearing a distinctive crown with two large ostrich feathers at each side. King in Latin. His name was chosen as asteroid Bennu, is a threatening Earth impactor capable of causing vast destruction and death. Okay? So they want to blow it up after they get through exploring it, just like they want to blow up black males once they get through exploring you. Mm-hmm. And then this last article, which, again, you can get from Wikipedia, it says Bennu, the Bennu is an ancient Egyptian deity linked with the sun, creation, and rebirth. The inspiration for the phoenix in Greek mythology. Let me say that again. It's the inspiration for the phoenix in Greek mythology. They say the Bennu was a self-created being said to have played a role in the creation of the world. That's Jesus, Cyrus, slash Haru, if you want to deal with the original. Okay? They say it was said to be the Ba of Ra and enabled the creative actions of Atom. Is said to have flown over the waters of none that existed before creation, 
landing on a rock, issuing a call that determined the nature of creation. It was also the symbol of rebirth associated with Osiris. It say titles of the Bennu bird were, quote, he who came into being by himself and Lord of the Jubilees. Those are both in quotes. They say its name is related to the Egyptian verb WBN. The Egyptian verb WBN, meaning to rise in brilliance or to shine. They say the pyramid text referred to the yellow wagtail as a symbol of autumn. And it may have been the original form of the Bennu bird. They say the New Kingdom shows the Bennu as a gray heron with a long beak that's perched on a Benben stone, which represents Ra, or in a willow tree that represents Osiris. They say because of its connection with Osiris, it sometimes wears the Atas, the Atas crown. They say like Atom and Ra, the Bennu was probably worshipped in their cult center at Heliopolis. Now, all of a sudden, now it becomes a cult. They say Herodotus, or Herodotus, depending on which way you want to pronounce it, describing Egypt in the 5th century B.C., said that it lived for 500 years before building its own funerary pyre and setting it alight. They said a newborn offspring of the previous phoenix rose from the ashes of his fire and carried them to Heliopolis, depositing them on the templest altar. The name of the phoenix could be derived from Bennu, and its rebirth and connections with the sun resemble those of the Bennu bird. So you can get all of that by simply going to one, one, all of that came from Wikipedia. And then you can expand outward from that. So I wanted to get that out there so you can understand the reason why this guy, this so-called pope, this gangster, this uh, global pedophile, this member of the Ninth Circle, either distract his children in rituals, this is why he went to Philadelphia, so he could remain on the square. And to show you that this is not a joke, the person that he had chauffeuring him around from the Archdiocese was the former head of the Philadelphia Archdiocese, who participated in the moving around of all of them priests. Instead of them going to prison, he would just take them and send them to other archdioceses. He was forced to resign. But he came back to usher in his brethren, this gangster, Francis. What a name for a bitch. <laughs> Francis. So, yes, you see, when you're close to death like I've been, and you didn't fear it before you even went there, and your damn sure don't fear it now, then truth has a way of coming out of you like it never did before. Like it never did before. Tell you, family, I've had what I call a near-death experience. Well, I saw that light. This was some years ago. Okay? And I explained this to my people, at, you know, here in Chicago. I've been there already. So, I know all the time I'm on this planet, it's borrowed. I've been there. So you have to make some decisions whether you're going to stand for truth and righteousness or you're going to sell out for a few pieces of silver, fame and fortune. 
that really has no value. Absolutely no value. And I made the decision that I was going to do uh, the righteous thing and stand on truth and righteousness as far as I could scream it. And no matter who was in the shouting of my voice, as long as you weren't in the way of truth, truth and righteousness, you would line right up with it. But if you got a problem with me telling the truth, that's what it is. It's your problem. It's not mine. That's your problem. And let me show you. Let me show you how much of a problem that is. And to show you how this stuff lines up. Because, and I dropped this on the family, Sister Bev. I know it's not original, but I'm going to use it again anyway. Mm-hmm. I wanted the family to understand, and this is having to do with Putin, that many of the white people in this country, they love him. The right-wing white people. Right. I'm listening and monitoring their programs, and they loving him. I mean, they wishing he could come here and run for president. <laughs> and they would break all the rules to allow him to do it. Disregard the fact that he's a he's a, a so-called communist, former head of the KGB. Okay? Disregard that. He's fighting this beast in this country, and that's all that matters. Because they got some fake program coming at the uh, United Nations uh, 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 called Sustainable Development where they're giving people the illusion. This is why you see some black people pushing this stuff because they haven't done the research. I go all the way back to the 60s with this stuff. It's origin. So I know what it's about, okay? I remember uh, this husband and wife team uh, who's still alive to this day. I remember them coming out here talking about the population, writing books called The Population Bomb. And I remember when they decided, because I'm reading the stuff, that uh, they could use climate, okay? They didn't call it climate back then, but they could use the climate as a means to uh, gather control of the Earth's resources. And that's where sustainable development came in. And when uh, they gathered the Earth's resources, now you can dictate, you can control the population of the people. As long as you can control the belly, you can control the people. So that's why they're ushering in socialism or this this, this uh, political a program called Democratic Socialism, who's going to dictate everything that you do, when you do, how you do, where you do it, okay? That's real on a global level. So it won't be nowhere you sound, can go to escape this, okay? Sound like uh, prison. Sound like prison to me. Isn't that what they that's do? That's what it you? is. That's what it is. They just call it Democratic Socialism, okay? But I'm telling you, what the real deal is, because all you got to do is look at how your movement are being curtailed as they usher in the system right now. The only reason it's not absolute is because they got some pushback. These white people in this country are armed to the teeth, and they got to get them guns. So they're going to come up with a fake shooting every other week if they have to. You see? And the reason that I know this it's because I've been watching it since 1981. And I did the research from the 70s in the 80s to understand what they're doing in the 2000s. They may change the face, but the program is the same. They may change the name, but the program is the same. Agenda 21 today was sustainable development in the 1980s and 70s. 
It's the same thing. All they did was change the name. Okay? So you can look at uh, the UN Sustainable Development Agenda. It's basically a giant corporatist fraud. You can get that at libertyblitzkrieg.com. Uh, Born Again Babylon, the UN a plan to bring in Luciferian global state by Paul McGuire from News with Views for September 21st, 2015. You can go to, uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, what is this? Uh, I didn't write that. Uh, I can't see. The 2030 agenda, the UN and Pope Francis will launch the blueprint to transform the world and how we live. Uh, you can go and find, and I'm going to come back to Putin. Beware the UN conventions on the rights of the child. This is from the New American, which is formerly the Spotlight magazine, which comes from the uh, Willis Carto. Willis Carto was one of the earlier publishers of that newspaper, and it comes from the John Birch Society, the white people from the 60s, who were openly busting out all of the plans from the United Nations, going all the way back there, to begin to talk about once it first was created, the Trilateral Commission, you'll find articles in the right-wing newspaper, and you won't find them anywhere else, outlining what the Trilateral Commission was all about. The Trilateral Commission was formed to push sustainable development, tripolar world, okay? And that's what they're doing. Because the same thing you see going on here, you see going on in the Asian sector, as well as the European sector, Okay? And so we see things like uh, Agenda 2030 Translator, how to read the UN's new sustainable development goals, which lays out the 17 goals of the uh, uh, sustainable development program. And you also see this, and you'll begin to understand, family, why uh, they begin to talk uh, after they facilitated the fake riot in Ferguson and Baltimore and all of the fake police shootings. I'm not saying they didn't kill people. In some many cases, they did. But I'm saying that all of these things were contrived to push a particular program, okay? Yeah. And the, the program was so-called federalizing of the police. Obama came out and said it early this year, and we exposed it. They, they were meeting about this prior to that. And so now we see them coming out full circle, pushing the Strong Cities Network, the Strong Cities Network, and that's being pushed by Loretta Lynch. You can go to freedomoutpost.com, and you'll see this article, UN, the UN and Obama's Strong City Network from Global Police Force to Combat Extremism to Combat Extremism in U.S. Cities. Now, let me ask, let me ask you, family. Where are the extremists located in your city outside of the political power structure? Because all the agendas being pushed that are extreme are being pushed by politicians. I'm in Chicago. And unless you're talking about these uh, young black cats and the death squad killing black people, there is no extremism in Chicago. So what are they talking about? They're talking about there is no definition for extremism. It's for anybody to disagree with the government. That's why they want to train, train, train your children to turn the family under the UN rights of the child against the family. This is why 
under UN doctrines, they began to usher in these things through the school system where God, okay, whether I agree with it or not, prayer and all these things had to be taken out of the school system and parental rights had to be curtailed because now your children were going to be the domain of the United Nations. And I hope you understand this, family, because now you understand why Common Core is dressing all the children like zombies and teaching them nothing. Now you understand why they're pushing uh, uh, the compliance society and that if these children deviate any way from the norm, they're putting them on SSRIs and giving them psychological labels that they will care for the rest, carry with them for the rest of their lives. Now you understand why they're doing this. Okay? How much time we have left, Sister Beth? Uh, we got uh, 37 minutes. Okay, uh, the, the the move made by Putin was absolutely uh, striking. Let me let me use that term. But there were other moves being made at the same time. Uh, the move to re, the move to remove uh, uh, Boner. Okay, mm-hmm. you might say Boner Boner was taken down. All right, the Boner went down. But he went down fighting, okay? And I, and I could go on with this. Oh, I definitely want everybody to get a copy of this article because it deals with the smart grid that I'm not going to have time to deal with here today, okay? Uh, it's called Energy Star. Energy Star, this is one of the major corporations that's exclusively creating smart grid c- control apparatus, okay? You can go to, you can learn at energystar.gov. EnergyStar.gov, and you'll see this article, Energy Star Approaching Smart Grid. Energy Star Approaching Smart Grid. And it points out the collaboration between this particular corporation and the U.S. government to do nothing but create this spy apparatus called the Smart Grid System. Okay? It's about 15 pages in living colors giving you, you know, little layouts and things on how it's going to work and telling you uh, uh, how about this Energy Star. And you'll see Energy Star on a lot of different stuff that you buy out here uh, that is part of this smart grid system, okay? And it's going to be, and it is being put everywhere. Now, let me go back because there were two very interesting things. One uh, was Boner being taken down by the elite. There's that faction of fighting that I used to discuss with Sister Bear when I dealt with uh, politics, and I don't deal with it anymore, so I don't talk about it very much. But there's there are factions that don't agree with this stuff, okay? And this faction is the faction that took down Boner, all right? Uh, uh, but while that was going on, uh, that same faction in the Democratic Party don't want Hillary Clinton. Okay, Mm -hmm. so they're taking her down. Now, you leave here and you go to Britain, you got a faction over there led by this guy named Jeremy Corbyn who's attempting to take down Cameron. And this guy, he won't even pay homage to the queen. I'm loving it, okay? Uh He's dissing the queen. So you see, family, the stuff that me and Beverly talked about in terms of pushback from the people there is major upset. People are very angry in this country, okay, and around this planet. 
because they see what's going on. And the media don't have to tell you that you're angry, and you shouldn't look for the media to tell you that you're angry. All you got to do is look next door at your neighbor. You know the anger is there, okay? And it's tantamount. Believe me, it's growing, all right? Let's go to Hillary. Hillary is under investigation by the Justice Department. She goes after her husband, Slick Willie. He goes to Obama to try to get Obama to to, to call the Justice Department off of her because she's a criminal. She has her own separate intelligence community, intelligence agency, okay, because she's Jewish too. Yeah. All right? She got her own separate intelligence, and that's what this thing is all about. She running her own State Department. The State Department is really what runs the CIA and the National Security Agency, allegedly, okay, the State Department. So the Secretary of State is responsible for all intelligence, okay? So no Secretary of State should ever be your president. Not that it really matters anymore because all of that's coming to an abrupt halt with the U.N. takeover of the country. And we've tried to tell people that what Agenda 21 that most people know about today, what it really is, is the government beneath the government that's dictating what they call public policy. There's no action that they call it public policy. That's another one of those phrases that come up out of this uh, particular genre, public policy, Okay. It used to be laws and things of that nature. Now it's public policy. And it don't have nothing to do with law. Unlawful as it comes. But they create these fake statutes that most people won't argue against. Right. And they pass this stuff, and they're able to, you know, to basically buffalo people. But I'm telling people, if you really want to send these, this demon a message, turn your back on all this electoral shit, all of it, because it ain't real. It's not real. Okay, so look, Hillary goes and has a, a, a conversation with Barack Obama, and this is from the New York Post. The title of the of the article, because this is the inter interfactional infighting in both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, and the title of the article is "Call Off Your Fucking Dogs." Hillary mm-hmm. rages to Obama, "Call Off Your Dogs." They say an enraged Hillary Rodden Clinton blew up at President Obama, demanding he call off. Your fucking dog looking into her emails during a tense over office meeting. Uh, the book Unlikable, The Problem with Hillary, says the former first lady was furious at what she believed were damaging leaks by Obama aide that led to investigations of her use of a private email server as Secretary of State. And they're really talking to people that really busted her out. It's Valerie Jarrett who got balls these days because she's a Jew. And when she went into office, she didn't know she was Jewish. You can Google this. Valerie Jarrett finds out that she's Jewish. Once she's in office, she finds out that some of her ancestors were Jews. So now she's uh, she's a Jew now. Okay? She went from a uh-huh. Negro to a Jew. Uh-huh. Okay? So Hillary and them have to be careful with her because she's part of the Klan now. So they go in here to say, what I want you to do, this is Hillary, this is in quotes, what I want you to do is call off your fucking dolls, Barack, unquote. Clinton barked at Obama. Uh, this is Joe Klein. Joe Klein uh, wrote the book, uh, what was the name of that book? Uh, back in the 90s, dealing with Clinton. Oh, was it Wag the Dog? 
Yeah, I think it was Wag Your Dog. That was a movie. Yeah, it was a book first. Well, this is the same guy that wrote that book has got another one out here, okay? And it's interesting he's able to get away with it because he, too, is Jewish, according to Klein's account, which cited advisor Valerie Jarrett in terms of uh, call your dog dog, okay? So Joe Klein is citing Valerie Jarrett as his source. Then he go on to say, quote, Obama responded, there's nothing I can do for you one way or another. Things have been set in motion, and I can't and won't interfere. Your problems are of your own making. If you had been honest, and then Clinton interrupted him, quote, there are always haters out there to get to Clinton, unquote. Let me, let me, let me, you know, I got articles here talking about Clinton doing things with other women because she's in the closet and refuses to come out. I got articles dealing with Hillary Clinton and some of the things that she did with other women who are still around today to talk about it that are absolutely unbelievable, okay? And I'm a man, and I'm bashful about some of this stuff. So I can't say it on the radio because I know there may be young people listening. But these are filthy, filthy, filthy people. Let me give you an, let me give you an idea. If you, if you have Netflix, to further expand on the infighting between the factions, if you have Netflix, you might want to Google this television series from Britain called Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Okay? The very first episode of Black Mirror, you, matter of fact, you can go online to Put Locker, Put Locker, and put it in Black Mirror and watch it online. Okay? The very first episode deals with the Prime Minister of Britain who uh, the princess of Britain, who's supposed to be Diana. Uh, I'm just giving her, giving her that name because Diana was screwing every every man, her bodyguards, anybody that came near. If it was a man and, and his name wasn't Charles, she was giving him a, a – that's Diana, you know, Miss Prissy. You know, she's yeah. a, another in a long list of nasty little white girls, okay? I didn't make them that way. That's what the people who were around her – some of her guys, they had to fire and threaten them. Don't you dare say anything about, you know, you rubbing on the kitten. Anyway, uh, that's Diana, you know. Uh, and Prince Charles was running around chasing horse-faced Harry that he subsequently uh-huh. married. You know, the, the white woman that got a face as long as a city block that looked like a I was wondering, dude. I was, uh, was she a man? Exactly. Well, <laughs> remember now. He, too, because this is a part of British society. One of the major components of British society is pedophilia, okay, and homosexuality. That's what's yeah. going on in the very apex of British culture right now. May, all you got to do is put pedophilia forward slash in Great Britain and half the damn or three-quarters of the parliament, past and present, are basically being scrutinized for being pedophiles. Okay, or homosexual. All right, but in, in this case, in the TV series Black Mirror, uh, the princess is kidnapped. This is the very first episode, and one of the demands of the kidnappers is that the prime minister go on TV and have sex with a pig. This is in hmm. 2011. 
Now, why why am I saying that? Why am I uh, lining this up with you know uh, good old Bill and Hillary and this faggot Barack and uh, and all these other uh, degenerate people? You know, whether you like Barack Obama or not, he's in the closet, okay? And now everybody's starting to figure it out that you don't you don't rise to heights in this country without you being a part of that stuff. Right. That's just a fact, okay? Now y'all don't y'all don't want to accept it. You cannot accept it all you want, but you ain't changing it. And here's why. Uh, now that was a TV series, Black Mirror. Okay, here's today, Pig Gate, a shocking tale of Prime Minister David Cameron's days of elitist debauchery at Oxford. This is 21st Century Wire, and what it's talking about is part of the initiation rites of the elite. Elite in Britain, of which Tony, uh, Tony, Tony Blair. We already dealt with Tony Blair and his wife. She caught in the shower, having sex with her trainer. <laughs> in the meantime, Tony Blair is pimping. He's screwing all of the high-profile older socialites. Okay, hmm. that, that's his role, and that's how he gets his job. That's how he's making his money. But his wife don't care because she likes women, just like Bill and Hillary. Anyway, Pig Gate, this is from a shocking tale of PM David Cameron's days of elitist debauchery at Oxford, and it's in living color. It's got some of the pictures of the people who are part of this monstrosity. Here's another article, a pig, some drugs, and a disappointed billionaire, the life of David Cameron. And it points out in this article, that David Cameron is being outed by a billionaire named Michael Ashcroft, okay, a billionaire, all right, who points out that uh, uh, David Cameron has a part uh, of this to do certain things with this pig, okay, as well as him being busted uh, for uh, uh, snorting cocaine and all kind of others, just you know, that's really, you know, then they tell you, you got to take drug tests, right? But remember that, <laughs> right. Obama, Obama put much cocaine in his nose you sat in front of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he just went and wrote a book, and he said it was just sin from my father. No, that wasn't no sin from your father. You ain't got no father. Test two, baby. Now, here's the pastos resistos. You can see David Cameron is being outed by the being ass. Hillary Clinton is being outed by billionaires. Uh, John Boner is going down. Okay, he's lost his boner uh, based on billionaires who don't want him in his spot no more. All right, so you can see that infighting that's going on inside of all of these uh, particular uh, areas. But here's how David Cameron, who was mysteriously absent, he was mysteriously absent while all the world leaders. Premier of China, Putin, uh, all even Netanyahu, all of them came to the UN, came to the country. But David Cameron, because of the pig shit that he was in, he couldn't come. I'm going to say that again. He couldn't come. I'm going to say that one more time, then I'm going to leave it alone. He couldn't come. <laughs> After okay. all that, he couldn't come, huh? Now, watch this. This is how I'm going to close this out, family. This is the last article dealing with David Cameron to show you that he never let anything 
stand in the way of business. And this comes from the standard, the standard uh, .co.uk. It's entitled Cameron Secures a 45 million pound pig semen deal between UK and China. David Cameron secures 45 million pound pig semen deal between UK and China. The article says pig semen is to be exported from Britain to China after a 45 million pound deal was agreed to by the country. So they got this extra good pig semen that they're going to sell to China. I guess you call a female pig a sow. I, I don't know. Anyway, to create good pigs, okay? Because pork is a vital staple of the Chinese diet. So they're selling pig semen. Now, who's to say that some of that pig semen ain't got, ain't got Cameron and some of the elite in Britain's name written all over it? Oh, what, what was what was the green, what was the pig name in Green Acres? Because if this oh, ain't some yeah. Green Acres type shit, you know, come on, y'all, y'all. Now y'all see why the pig was so beloved in Green Acres. <laughs> His name was Arnold. Yeah, sure. Now y'all know why Arnold was loved. He was beloved. Okay, so look, family, this stuff is real. Uh, Putin went and warned everybody what he was going to do before he did it. He set up agreements with China, Iran, <coughs> Iraq, uh, and Syria before he did what he was going to do. And he basically threw them a curveball. But here's what you got, family, and I'm going to close with this because I, I, I know some people probably got a couple of questions they want to ask. Yeah, they do. If you look, if you look at the relationship between Syria, Iraq, Russia, and Iran, if you look at it like this, here's what you got. You've got the organization of Syria, Iraq, Russia, and Iran. Oh, I messed it up again. Oh, I messed it up again. Anyway, it's supposed to come out. Wait. Oh, it's supposed to come out to Osiris, <laughs> and I had a, I had a oh, and I forgot okay. it again. It's the organization that's O of Syria, Iraq, Russia, and Iran. Um, I'm missing, I'm missing something. One S, and I can't even think of what it is. Comes out to Osiris. You cannot make this stuff up, family, under any circumstances. Can you make this stuff up? And I'm submitting to you that 2030, okay, from 2015 to 2030, and I'll be there when we get there, okay? I'm going to promise you that. I'm going to be there for this next 20 years to watch these people fall on their face because they are going to fall on their face because what they're not anticipating is a major uprising taking place globally on the part of the people as the people wake up from this, this level of ignorance that we find ourselves in, in this compliance society. So if we got mm-hmm. any calls, Sister Bell, I'll stop right there and take okay. the call. Okay, we are going to take area call 312-287. 
wrap their minds around the fact that there is no they, there's only we, because when they do what they do, they don't say, this is what we're going to do to them, or I wonder what will they do when we do this. It's always we, because there's only, there's only the I am, and there's only the we. I'm not trying to be deep or sound cryptic, but that's really where the power comes from. The I am is, the, is whatever you call deity, the creator of all things, and we, right. that collective power that we get from communion. So having could agree with that, you more. Oh yeah, brother. I, well, I, I'm, I preach to the choir. I, I'm, I'm, I didn't. I, Sister Bev doesn't remember me, but we we chopped it up several times a few years ago. But here's my question, and this I, I wanted to set it up with that because okay. a lot of people still approach me. I don't do blog talk radio anymore, but I, I I do some other things and I still do my outreach. But a lot of people approach me, mostly young people, because this is what this is about. The future you're right. talking about, 2030, will be there, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, I That's don't right. know if anybody understands. We're, we're, not, we're actually moving into the phase of nobody dying, and that's going to really blow some people's minds. You Absolutely. Know, and, and we're, we're moving into that phase, which, which is that people are getting younger right before your eyes, and they ain't got nothing to do with whether you're eating tofu <laughs> seven days a week. It's your consciousness, right. your heart, your mind, because all, all this is is an avatar we're in anyway. That's right. But, but having said that, brother, here's my question, because and I appreciate Sister Bev for what she does and and bringing you on to share information that we can now apply, because that's where the pedal hits the metal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had a chance. I spoke on it uh, about the movie last summer called Tomorrowland, and I recommend it to all the people in my network and the people, the family listening. Get a hand, get your hands on that movie. However, you need to see it. See that movie. That that movie kind of ties it all together in in my paradigm, and that gets to my question, brother Robert. Mm-hmm. I I know, and you know. There's a there's another way to beat this thing, and I and I'm speaking in code, but I I know why you haven't put the real like like or not to say the real, but one of the main ways to beat this thing because it's always about baby steps. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. since they're on the clock, there's no more baby steps, which means that right. we got to be mobilized. That that whatever happened yesterday, this past weekend, I'm not going to comment on it, but I think you and the brothers and, and what you've been talking about, anybody who who looks at that. With discernment, we'll see that it's more to that than meets the eye. I'll even go so far as who the people that you see are are not who you think they are, and I'm not talking about sellouts. It's deeper than that. Cloning right. is on a whole nother level. That's all I'm going to say, but, brother, I think you know what I'm talking about. The level yes, of cloning these people is on is not like the science fiction movies or just somebody that comes in there looking like a, 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 a doughboy, but the hint that I'm going to say, and anybody can do what they want with it, the hint is that clones, you have to use fat cells to make clones, as I understand it. There, that's mm-hmm. a part of it, because of what the fat cell keeps that they have access to. So when you see somebody that you've always seen is slim and trim and all that, and all of a sudden they look fat, but they don't look like Happy Meal fat, then that's just like a red flag in my book. And I think you, I know why you're laughing, brother. I think you get my drift. I'll say, yes, sir. I'll say this, though. What would you say for those, and, and remember, I'm prefacing my question with going to see Tomorrowland. And for those of you that don't, that, that, that haven't seen Tomorrowland, I strongly recommend you see it. But what would you say, Brother Robert, about 
the the use of imagination image nation image nation hieroglyphs of the superconscious picture in my mind coming into form in the real so-called matrix or this grid that we're on what would you say about we not what they're doing because they're using their imagination that's why they don't mm-hmm. get punished like we would like to see them they're actually abiding more by rules with the ill intent than we are so for we we of the light we of the next what would you say, what would you recommend for we to start doing? Each person has to find their mission, but as a collective effort, what would you say is a good practice in tapping into the imagination, which is really the first gateway that most people, even sadly, even in the conscious community, don't explore? They, we're all left brain. It's all logic. It's all reason. Brother yeah. Robert gives you some food, and instead of eating it, you cross your arms and start trying to figure it out. The brother gave you yeah. some food, eat it. You know, so that's my I might question. Want, I might want to absorb it through my pores. That's what I'm saying. If I, if I know, understand that that's, that's possible. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but just sitting there trying to figure out whether this brother, who this brother's representing, and all that, that's that's details and devils in the details for those that understand it. So that's my question. I thank you again. Uh, hopefully I'll get a chance to talk to you offline because uh, there's a lot we need to talk about. Uh, and what my I, brother. my took, take away from this past weekend was that, it's time for action slash motion, and imagination is the key. That's not some fluffy new age woo woo stuff. That's the power. That's a, that that's the power station. So thank you again, Sister Bev, for your dedication for providing us this type of um, uh, uh, expo showcase, and Brother Robert for your time and diligence. And I'll take my I'll keep listening, but I'll take my answer off the air. If you okay, understand my do you still have yes, my sir. email? Yes, sir. Uh, yes, Sister Bev, I, I think I still have your email. I know I get your post, your 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 blog talk reminders, but I'm pretty sure I do. But if I don't, why don't you give? Let me write it down now, just in case. Okay. Okay, Beverly. Huh. Two two four four zero. At Hotmail. Got it. Okay. okay. And you got Robert X. Right. Yeah, it's in your, it's in yeah. the, uh, in the chat box. And, and yeah. use it, my brother, because you know one of the things that I, I'm, I'm a stickler for is man, I, I would love to do some joint presentations with Sister Bear, you and myself, or, or oh, Blair I, I, and myself. I, I, and, I've got some presentations for you. I mean, I put it like this. I'll, I'll just say this, and you, you can chew on this, my brother. Um, Literally anything that you can imagine, I, I have the ability to produce it in a visual. There's nothing you can tell me, hey, can we make this? Can we show the people this? You know, a picture's still worth a thousand words. And I found out you put a picture in somebody's mind, which is what they, quote, unquote, they do. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. see, I always tell my students and my people, I said, here's the good news. Everything they're doing with technology is because they lack a, a, a soul. Everything has a spirit, but they lack a soul. If they can do it with technology, you can do it with spirit organically, and you ain't got to wait to the year twenty twenty five twenty five to do it. People, there, there are things going on. Do I have time to share one quick story uh, that somebody shared with me? This is how deep this is. Did I got? This will take a couple of minutes. Right. Otherwise, I can get off the. Right. Okay, 
here, here's here's right. what's going on, and people are calling me up and telling me this kind of stuff because now that they're seeing it, it's different than seeing it on YouTube or on, right. on New Age <laughs> channel or hearing it on Blog Talk. When you see it in your life, it's different. But here's what somebody told me: they have a daughter, teenager, and they took her phone. Good parent, she's a good mom, and she said her daughter was acting a fool, so she took her phone. So she took her phone and she hid it. You know, and she and you know how clever the, the young people are. She had to hide it to make sure her daughter didn't find it. So she hid mm-hmm. it, and she hid it too well. She couldn't find it anywhere. Couldn't find it anywhere. Couldn't. Wow. And 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 so she said, Tony, one day I, I go, I get up in the morning, I go to the bathroom, I come back to my bed, and there's the phone sitting right there on the bed. What is that? <laughs> and this is what I told her. I said, You see, when somebody tells you that you're an omnidimensional being. Sounds deep, $25 words, three-syllable words, and it sounds deep, and you can go amaze all your friends in the conscious community, the whole tip circle, the new age circle. But it's another thing when you start experience walking in between the dimensions in real time. Now, that right. phone didn't just walk up, but I told her, I said, what you did was you walked out of one dimension into another. And there's an infinite number of yous in the quantum model. But saying that you believe that or the ancestors taught that or did that or whatever, when I've told people for years, some of we, we, some of we came back through time because time isn't what we've been lied to about. And we were just right. waiting. It's more like the us. There's no karma. There's no dharma. It's not about saving anybody, but we are more or less ushers. Okay, think of what an usher does. When the new movie, before the new show starts, the usher got to clear out the theater. They're more important right. than anybody in there except the projection, projector itself. So if you understand right. that, and so when she said, wow, and I and there's some other stuff, but the bottom line is people can, in real time, move in between the dimensions. Now, sometimes you don't, now if you really try it, you can work it. You don't have to be here when Judge Dredd and Terminator 12 and all this negative <laughs> stuff that they have in mind because all they could ever do was get you to create it with your mind collectively anyway. So all you got to do, that's why I said the movie Tomorrowland, start using your power to impact this matrix. Like you said earlier this evening, Brother Rock, we already did some things 26,000 years ago. We yep. did a lot of good things, but we did some 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 shady things that opened up this whole yep. thing. We're off punishment now. So That's right. That's that's really all I want to say. The, 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 everything that you have said to anybody who wants to experience it, it's as real as the nose on your face and some stuff that they can't do because by design, they're allowed to do certain things to remind we of what we're supposed to do. And it's got nothing to do with marching. I don't have any, I don't, I'm not attached to it. I'm an observer. I, it, that was set up. That was a setup for something else, and you've already built on that. So thank you both yeah. again, and I'll continue to listen. I appreciate okay. you, my brother. And I'm gonna and, I'm and, gonna give a little. Go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. Oh yeah. What well, what he was saying was what um, uh, uh, Dr. Phil Valentine was saying that what we have to do is they squared the circle. We have to circle the square, and that's, that's what right. he's talking. Yeah. I, I would I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, you see, what I try to tell people to do is to expand your consciousness. Don't limit your thinking by what you think you know. Yeah. Okay? Don't limit your thinking by what you think you know. Okay? When you say consciousness, that is such a broad term as to be 
for the most part, not understood by most people who claim it. They don't even know what it is. And when the brother is talking about <clears throat> interdimensional travel, that is a process of consciousness. Yeah. Because you have to alter your state of being, which is your consciousness, in order to be able to do that. And in cases where even you, we, you use terms like sleepwalking, well, what is that? That's your consciousness is one place and your body is somewhere else. So you're sleepwalking, right? And it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that you've been sleeping, you wake up and you, you're walking while you're asleep. I'm talking about you're walking like you get up in the morning to go to work and you're just going through the motions. They say going through the motions, right? Your mind is one place and your body is something else. That is the feeling that you have when you become interdimensional. And I'm almost, because I know I, I kind of shook up some people at the last one, so it's timely when the brother is mentioning this because now I just come from this almost death thing, and for two straight weeks it was blowing me away. I was sleeping for an hour. Did you hear me? I could not go to sleep for more than an hour no matter what. And I was refreshed. But it's like my memory was somewhere else. And I told the people at the forum, so, again, I'm real clear on what the brother's talking about. It's like I was two or three different places at the same time. I had one of the most or several of the most profound dreams within an hour span that left me so quick. Now, I'm only asleep for an hour. I'm trying to rush while I'm still asleep and get my pen, allegedly sleep, right, and get my pen and paper and write this down before I wake up because I know I'm going to lose it. Mm-hmm. And each time I woke up from the profundity, the stuff was so profound, I couldn't write it down. It went too quick. I left those dimensions too quick. Now, I'm a heart patient. This is right after I get out the hospital. This is why I haven't been on the radio, because I'm trying to figure out all of this stuff. What the hell is going on? Am I losing my memory or my mind or what? What's going on here? And I'm explaining this at the last session to my people at the library. And it's like, man, I had some of the most profound dreams and I'm not sleeping at all, and I'm not tired. So how how's this happening? I got no answer for it. But that's what happened. And I still haven't, because it's not time for me, I have to get in a particular state of mind before I'm able to go back to that, and I hate to use the word dream because that's not descriptive of what happened. And it happened more than one day. That's what was so wild about the whole thing. <laughs> so what that brother is talking about is consciousness, but it's consciousness that's understood in terms of what is consciousness. Can you leave it? Can it leave you? That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about uh, being aware of you know, that's a level of consciousness. I'm talking about another area of consciousness that needs to be right. better understood by people. And I think that yeah. when people have uh, 
undergo a, a meditational processes. That kind of consciousness is what I'm talking about. Well, ain't one of them, brothers, moved the grass by himself, made the grass flow in slow motion, blow in slow motion. Now, I'm at the library last weekend. Here's a young 21-year-old brother walks into the library and starts talking about quantum physics. Never seen hmm. him. You think that he was, uh, you know, a part of the, the – the, the current genre of, you know, the hip-hop culture and that kind of thing, never seen him before. So my thing was to get him to slow down to gather control of his breathing because it would make his processes in terms of his regurgitating the things that he knows much more profound because now he has time to think. He has time to think because sometimes you can get ahead of yourself in terms of your thinking and you not only lose what you were saying, you lose what you were going to say. You lose thoughts yeah. that haven't even reached you yet yeah. because you're going too fast. And I, so I told him, you, you got to slow down and let the ancestors assist you. You're talking about quantum physics. I said, you come to the right place. Now, it's not every day that a 21-year-old is going to walk into a library with a room full of, 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 of elders, for the most part, and start talking about quantum physics as if he belongs there. <laughs> so that's the kind of thing that, you know, that happens to me. And, again, I understand clearly what the brother is talking about because I've had my own experiences with these things. And all I can do is wake up and talk to my queen and tell her what happened. Right, right. Yeah. Well, Robert X, um, it's about that time. And so uh, we're going to do this again tomorrow. And I want to tell the family again, please send Robert X a donation to help him uh, with his recovery. And with all of the information and knowledge that he has been giving us through the years, uh, I feel like we owed it to him to help him at this point in time. And, Robert X, we appreciate And uh, we shall return tomorrow with uh, Eddie Harris. Yes, uh, I'm going to be on for the first half hour, uh, just kind of setting the stage for Brother Eddie. And then I want to okay. introduce the family to this, this uh, brother who uh, has taken to the metaphysics and the numerical value of certain things, like a like a like a fish in water. So uh, he he'll be right at home with his, here with the family. All right. Well, so we can't wait till tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, Robert X. And uh, peace and much, much, much love, Hotel. We'll be back tomorrow at uh, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Peace and love. Roots music for the 21st century. Reality music. Wordstone and power of the Rastaman. From the island of Jamaica to Hawaii, internationally to the world. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.